booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. I believe after the DA's uh, review, the DA, in my opinion, made the right decision. New York City's Mayor Adams there reacting to embattled DA Bragg's decision to drop a murder charge against a bodega worker, Jose Alba. House passage of a bill codifying marriage rights for same-sex and interracial couples is likely futile with expected defeat in the U.S. Senate. Sixteen members of Congress arrested during a pro-abortion sit-in outside the U.S. Supreme Court. Squad members, including AOC and Ilhan Omar, among those taken into custody. Record-breaking temperatures spark deadly fires and evacuations in Europe. Here at home, President Biden headed for to uh, Massachusetts today, where he is expected to sign climate change initiatives, but not an executive order on climate change. More shark sightings prompt beach closings and swimmer evacuations. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg dropping murder charges against Harlem bodega worker Jose Alba yesterday. Bragg here reasoning that the deli clerk acted in self-defense as seen on video surveillance. Alba's fatal stabbing of Austin Simon July 1st sparked outrage over whether that second-degree murder charge was actually warranted. United Bodegas of America founder Fernando Mateo spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. The jury and the judge in this case was, were the videos. If we didn't have these videos, Jose Alba would be doing 20 to 30 years in jail. Simon, an ex-convict, angrily confronted Alba after his girlfriend with her 10-year-old became upset because she couldn't pay for a bag of chips. The confrontation turned physical with Alba claiming self-defense and fatally stabbing Simon. GoFundMe also shut down a fundraising page for Alba, sparking further controversy. He was freed from Rikers after posting a reduced $50,000 bail. The U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill on Tuesday by a vote of 267 to 157. It's designed to try and protect marriage equality for same-sex and interracial couples, although it is expected to stall in the U.S. Senate due to GOP opposition. It's a direct response to an opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas last month that called for reversing multiple decisions That enshrined LGBTQ rights following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, a Republican, pushed back on the bill. We think this legislation is unnecessary. uh, Justice Alito was very clear. Again, it's been read several times. The Dobbs decision should not be misunderstood or mischaracterized to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. The court couldn't have been clearer. The Obergefell decision undid what... 35 states have on their uh, law in their in their respective state. 47 Republicans joined Democrats in supporting the measure. Seven Republicans didn't vote yesterday. House passage of the Respect for Marriage Act is seen as a Democratic posturing effort heading into the midterm elections. What do we want? 
16 members of Congress, including Representatives Ilhan Omar, the Democrat from Minnesota, and Alma Adams, the Democrat from North Carolina, arrested by Capitol Police, along with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yesterday afternoon outside the U.S. Supreme Court building during an abortion rights protest. These demonstrators taken into custody after refusing Capitol Police orders to stop blocking a street in Washington, D.C., right near the high court. AOC crossed her arms behind her back, though no handcuffs were visible as she was led away. Adam's staff confirmed her arrest in a tweet from her official account. And Omar's office confirmed her arrest to WCCO in a tweet. Omar remained very defiant, saying, Today I was arrested while participating in a civil disobedience action with my fellow members of Congress outside the Supreme Court. I will continue to do everything in my power to raise the alarm about the assault on our reproductive rights, she wrote. Record-breaking temperatures in Britain Tuesday as temperatures atop 40 degrees Celsius or 104 degrees Fahrenheit in the UK. High temperatures also sparking deadly wildfires in France, Portugal, Spain and Greece, forcing evacuations. Meanwhile, President Biden travels to Massachusetts today to announce climate change initiatives, stopping short of an executive order unlocking federal funding to address the issue. Here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. The impacts of extreme weather are intensifying across the globe, including here in the United States. No one is immune from climate change. It's why the president has been rallying the world to take the decisive action needed in this decade to tackle the climate change, uh, the climate crisis. Democratic West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin refusing to support President Biden's climate provisions in his reconciliation bill due to inflation and the deficit. Shark sightings closing all beaches to swimming in the Rockaways yesterday. One of the sightings was at Beach 67th Street and the other at Beach 102nd Street. At Jones Beach, swimmers were cleared from the water after a lifeguard spotted a shark. This is temperatures climbed to 90 and above. Here's Hempstead Town Supervisor Don Clavin. We're hitting a really hot stretch here. Residents, like I said, understand not being allowed in the water right now. Uh, It's about your safety. We want you to beat the heat, but we want you to be safe doing it. The New York City Parks Department says they expect Rockaway beaches to reopen today. Shark encounters have been seen on the rise recently, especially out on Long Island, where two lifeguards, two surfers and a swimmer were bitten in the past three weeks. Additional monitoring is in play. Here's your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our highs 89, winds to 11 miles per hour. The overnight low dips to 78. A mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high 90. There's a 50% chance of a shower or thunderstorm mid to late afternoon, winds to 15 miles per hour. Right now, 79 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, witnesses and survivors of the Parkland school shooting have now come forward to testify in the penalty trial of alleged shooter Nicholas Cruz. Crews allegedly stormed into Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on Valentine's Day 2018, killing 14 students and three staff. Teacher Brittany Sinich recalled the moment gunfire erupted while her class was in the middle of a Romeo and Juliet Valentine's Day-themed activity. Sinich dialed 911, but the dispatcher was unable to hear her over the gunshots. We just hid under my desk. We hid in the corners, and we tried to stay as quiet as possible until um, what I heard was like a walkie-talkie type of sound. And to me, that's what a police sounds like. 
Video footage from inside the classroom was shown to the jury as the audience listened in horror. The trial expected to last for several months, giving ample time for witnesses to recount the harrowing day so a jury can determine whether Cruz will face life in prison or the death penalty. Two more aides in Donald Trump's White House and ex-spokeswoman Sarah Matthews and a previous security advisor, Matthew Pottinger, expected to testify before the House January 6th committee during its public hearings tomorrow, according to ABC News. Pottinger, in recorded testimony, said that he resigned after Trump said that former VP Mike Pence, whom Trump wanted to not certify the presidential election, should have more courage. That's where I knew that I was leaving that day uh, once I read that tweet. Both Matthews and Pottinger resigned from their respective positions in the White House January 6, 2021, in the wake of the Capitol riot by a pro-Trump mob. Trump, though, has decried these hearings as a way for Democrats to take the spotlight off of their failed agenda amid record high inflation and also as a way to try and disparage his potential White House run in 2024. Well, the Secret Service cannot access deleted text messages from January 6, 2021, signaling the loss of records related to the unfolding of events during the Capitol riot. The House Committee investigating the January 6 riot issued a subpoena asking for those records. Here's committee member Zoe Lofgren. We did get a briefing from the Inspector General of Homeland Security and uh, Then there was a statement made by the spokesperson for the department saying that, you know, it wasn't true, wasn't fair, and that they, in fact, had pertinent texts. So we thought, fine, if you have them, we need them. The National Archives, which oversees federal records, demanded that the Secret Service look into the matter early Tuesday. A top archives official also required that the agency file a report within 30 days about why documents were deleted. Anthony Guglielmi, a Secret Service spokesperson, responded on Twitter that the archives would have their full cooperation with that review. Well, President Biden expected to travel to Massachusetts today it's to announce climate change initiatives, but he is expected to stop short of an executive order on climate change. The Hill, citing sources originally reported Biden would sign that executive order, but later said it would not. Here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. What I can say is the president's going to do everything that he can uh, to take action. Again, climate climate crisis, uh, taking climate uh, action is critical. An executive order would allow the White House to unlock federal funding to address climate change issues. A surprising statement from Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education under then-President Donald Trump. DeVos said over the weekend, speaking to a conservative group, Moms for Liberty, that the department should be abolished. And she spoke during that Moms for Liberty event in Tampa, Florida. Well, um, I've said often, I, I, I frankly don't think the Department of Education should exist. DeVos said educational decisions should be left up to states and local school boards. Moms for Liberty's goal is to organize, educate, and empower parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government, according to its website. The United States has ample evidence that Russia plans to annex additional Ukrainian territory. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby, during a White House briefing, said that Russian-installed officials in some areas of Ukraine, now held by Moscow, plan to organize sham referendums on joining Russia. 
that will be used as a basis to annex the Ukrainian territory. We're seeing ample evidence in the intelligence and in the public domain that Russia intends to try to annex additional Ukrainian territory. Russia is beginning to roll out a version of what you could call an annexation playbook, very similar to the one we saw in 2014. Already, Russia is installing illegitimate proxy officials in the areas of Ukraine that are under its control. Russia, he says, is preparing to focus its efforts on Kershaw, Zaporizhia, and all of Donetsk and Lushank regions, according to Kirby. He likened the annexation playbook to Russia's 2014 annexation of Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula, which triggered a wave of international sanctions. Authorities in southern China have now apologized for breaking into the homes of people who had been taken into a COVID-19 quarantine hotel. It is the latest example of heavy-handed virus prevention measures that have sparked a rare public backlash. State media said that 84 homes in an apartment complex in Guangzhou City's Liwan district had been ordered in an effort to find any close contacts hiding inside and to disinfect the premises. The doors were later sealed and new locks installed, according to the Global Times newspaper. 77 WABC time check, 515. And I'm sure Justin Ellick had his uh, eyes last night on the All-Star game. Well, Deb, you know, yeah. I, did, I did try to watch some of it, tried to work in. Uh, I missed episode one of the Derek Jeter documentary the other night. So I tried to work that in as well and get to bed at a reasonable hour. So listen, I went three for three in that regard. I'm glad I did. Hey, now. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. The best in the big did go at it last night in Los Angeles for the 2022 MLB All-Star Game. It was jam-packed with the game's best flamethrowers and bat flippers. New York baseball fans tuned in to see Aaron Judge, Don Carlos Stanton, Jose Trevino, Nestor Cortez, Clay Holmes, Jeff McDeal, and Pete Alonso show out for the American and National League at Dodger Stadium. Out of the lot, it was big. John Carlos Stanton, who made the biggest impact, sending this game-time two-run shot deep into the L.A. sunset in the fourth frame. That ball is hammered to left center field. Goodbye. Two-run shot. Tie game. Right up to where he used to sit as a kid coming to games here at Dodger Stadium. That call courtesy of Fox Sports. Game-tying shot was immediately followed up by Byron Buxton Buxton solo shot to give the AL the lead, one that they'd take all the way for the 3-2 win. Stan would take home the game's MVP honors for his heroics, and the win marks nine straight for the junior circuit in the American League. Yanks are back tomorrow in Houston for a makeup matinee, and then they'll go to Baltimore for a weekend series Friday against the Orioles. As for the Mets, they are back Friday hosting the Padres in Queens for a weekend three-game set. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks. And what? that's the ninth win in a row now for the American League, right? Big time. They, uh, they're dominating. And honestly, the NL was, were favorites odds-wise, but uh, AL always seems to come out on top. All right, and uh, forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our high up to 89, light winds to 11 miles per hour. Overnight, mostly clear, the low 78. Tomorrow, another sunny day, the high 90, but there is a 50% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm mid to late afternoon and winds to 15 miles per hour. Right now, 79 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. Here's your financial report with Lou Dobbs. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
I'm Lou Dobbs. Stocks surged on good earnings reports Tuesday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up more than 750 points. Coinbase Global led the index higher. Shares were up more than 12% in yesterday's session. The S&P 500 up 105 points. Shares of Stag Industrial gaining 5%. Honeywell stock up 3%. The Nasdaq gained 353 points on yesterday's big technology gains. Netflix stocks up 6% in after-hours trading. Yesterday's earnings report showed a loss of only 970,000 subscribers in the second quarter, well below the 2 million Wall Street was expecting. Cinemark shares climbed 12% yesterday. Morgan Stanley upgraded the stock as more people are heading to the movies. Tesla reports earnings after today's closing bell. Meanwhile, Twitter is taking Elon Musk to court in October. The Tesla billionaire lost his effort to delay the non-jury trial until next year. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Looking at futures this morning, the Dow's up 45 points at 31,836. S&P's climbed seven and a quarter. The NASDAQ has risen 35 and a quarter points. Gold down $4.20 an ounce at $1,706.50. And as for crude, it is down 82 cents a barrel at $103.13. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Funeral services today here in Manhattan for former President Trump's first wife, Ivana. The former president is expected to attend today's funeral mass. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. A funeral mass for Ivana Trump will be held today at St. Vincent Farrah Church on the Upper East Side near her apartment building where she was found dead last week after an accidental fall. The 73-year-old's children, Ivanka, Eric Trump, and Donald Trump Jr. will be at the mass, as well as scores of relatives and friends from every corner of New York society. Ivana was the first wife of former President Trump. The couple was married from 19 19- 1977 to 1992 and had three children together as well as nine grandchildren. The service is expected to begin at 1.30 p.m. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. Ivana Trump also spoke to 77 WABC owner and operator John Katz-Matidis on the Katz Roundtable back in 2017. Donald was always busy in making the deals and and uh, like I said, I would I would tell him where the, which schools the kids were going to and what activities they were doing. But basically, he just, whatever I said, he just said, it's okay with him. And uh, so I basically raised them on my own. And of course, as Bob mentioned, the couple had three children before their highly publicized divorce. Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric all expected to be at today's services, along with the former president. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is softening his tone now on in-person work, admitting Monday that the Big Apple may not have central business districts anymore as white-collar workers increasingly embrace working from home. Adams, New York's Governor Hochul, and other New York politicians have repeatedly urged white-collar workers to return in office as part of the city's economic recovery. They warn that restaurants and other services will go out of business without commuters. Here's Adams back in February. We must get people back to work. New Yorkers time to get back to work. You can't tell me you're afraid of COVID on Monday and I see you in a nightclub on Sunday. But stay-at-home employees have cited concerns about things like rising crime, including the apparently random murder of a Goldman Sachs employee on the Q train back in May. 
New York office occupancy stood at just 41.2% at the end of June and has remained relatively stagnant throughout the summer. New York City's homeless shelters are being overrun with asylum-seeking migrants as the nation's immigration crisis continues to worsen. Mayor Adams warning Tuesday that city shelters have been inundated with over 3,000 migrants in recent weeks. The mayor called on President Biden to send additional federal resources immediately so the city can handle the overflow. The mayor also pushed back on comments made by the Legal Aid Society saying that his statement was insensitive. These states are sending uh, people to New York uh, without any communication or coordination fact. So I'm just not clear on what legal aid believe we are doing that is blaming anyone. We're saying we're going to do our job as New Yorkers, but we do need help. Adams said that the added migrant burden included families arriving on buses sent by the Texas and Arizona governments. But in other cases, he said, it appears that individuals are being sent by the federal government. A crew member working for Law and Order Organized Crime was fatally shot at the TV show's Brooklyn set. This happened early Tuesday in a scene that could have been pulled straight out of the script. Killed was 31-year-old Johnny Pizarro, a married father of three. Now, police say Pizarro had just started his shift, and he was sitting in the driver's seat of a 2008 Red Honda Civic that was saving a parking space in Greenpoint about 5.15 in the morning when another man suddenly opened the driver's side door and fatally shot him. A flyer taped to a nearby lamp pole on the street was titled, Stop Film Shoots Around McGulrick Park, urging residents to complain to their local lawmakers about how the filming of our neighborhoods is displacing your family. Neighbors stunned at the killing. Betty Gifford spoke to CBS2. No, for real? That's what my daughter said. She said, Mom, there's a shooting. I said, no, that it's a film. She said, okay, everything's okay as far as I know. But I guess it's not. Pizarro was shot multiple times in his face and neck, and he was pronounced dead at Woodhull Medical Center. The suspect fled on foot so far. The NYPD says no arrests in investigation, though ongoing. Well, a third attack reported now involving that serial sexual predator riding a bike who has targeted three women walking alone in the middle of the night in Manhattan, forcing two to perform a criminal sex act. In this attack from May 15th, police say the suspect displayed a knife, forcing a 26-year-old woman at approximately 4.30 in the morning on the Manhattan Bridge walkway to perform a criminal sex act. The man, police say, grabbed this woman from behind and then forced her to the ground, displaying his genitals. The attack is similar to two other recent incidents, one on Saturday, July 16th, 2022, near Central Park West and West 82nd Street. And then about an hour later, that other attack on Saturday, July 16th, occurred near Avenue A and East 4th Street, A police sketch of this serial sex attacker has been released by the NYPD. Also, you can take a look at the video from the first two attacks. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com, and we will also be posting the sketch of that alleged attacker as soon as possible. Well, yet another failed bid to reenter politics from former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. De Blasio announced on Twitter that he is ending his campaign for Congress in the newly reconfigured 10th Congressional District, tweeting, 
It's clear the people of number New York 10 are looking for another option, and I respect that. And even though this is not going to work out, I hope you know how much I appreciate you. And we're going to do a lot together to make this city better in the future. So I'm I'm feeling a lot of gratitude. I'm also recognizing I made mistakes. I want to do better in the future. I want to learn from those mistakes. And uh, it's been a humbling experience at times, but it's been a healthy experience. De Blasio left his city hall office with low polling numbers and left the race for his congressional seat in the 10th with even lower numbers. He also, for a time, eyed running for governor of New York. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, today's high is 89 sunshine, winds to 11 miles per hour, the overnight low 78 tomorrow. Mostly sunny, the high 90. There's a 50% chance of a shower or thunderstorm mid to late afternoon. And breezy winds to 15 miles per hour tomorrow. Right now, 79 clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, the Academy of Country Music Awards is heading south to Texas next year. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has a story. Academy of Country Music Awards heading to Texas next year. They're continuing their live streaming partnership with Amazon Prime Video. The award show will be held on May 11th at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. It's an indoor football stadium at the Dallas Cowboys team headquarters. Another change, new executive producer Raj Kapoor, who takes over from longtime producer R.A. Clark. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.